It's common yeah. man's common sense is moving on and moving forward. Captain Reverso, Rex Manning, yeah. executive producer, and Stanley Hudson coming at you. Email info at common man's common sense. And yeah. if you want to call, email us. Yeah. And if you love the show, email us. And yeah. if you're listening to the show and you love the show, awesome. Email like email us. Yeah. Get on the show. And if you're, if you're listening to the show and you absolutely hate us, email, email us. <laughs> we want it. Yeah. Even better. Set email up a it. call. Yeah. Email yeah. us. Set up a call. And yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, yeah, and we want to hear from you. And we know, like, dude, we got the numbers and like Tatura and Horn were doing great. And so numbers are going through the roof. Yeah. Really? So please call in, do whatever. Uh, it's all good. And we'll have a, an announcement on a phone number soon, too. So, um, look, we're going to get the show rolling. And so this is from Breitbart News. And th- there was a lot of videos and a lot of articles on this guy this week. Um, and this goes right in conjunction. This wasn't on the list, by the way. As far as sacrifices, this is going to show the ability for common man's common sense to boom, roasted freestyle. So uh, Marine Lieutenant Colonel Resigns Commission over Afghanistan vows to bring the whole effing system down. Marine Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller on Sunday announced in a video that he was resigning his commission as a Lieutenant Colonel in the Marine Corps following being fired as a battalion commander for asking for accountability from a senior leadership on the botched Afghanistan withdrawal. In his original video posted Thursday after the deaths of 13 service members, including one he knew personally, he said, quote, I want to say this very strongly. I have been fighting for 17 years. I am willing to throw it all away to say to my senior leaders, I demand accountability. He announced in his video on Sunday after the enormous outpouring of support and debate over his video that he was resigning his commission as an officer in the Marine Corps, short of the 20 years needed to be eligible for lifelong retirement and medical benefits. He said, I want to make the announcement today. After 17 years, I currently currently not pending legal action, and I can stay in the Marine Corps for another three years, but I don't think that's the path that I'm on. I'm resigning my commission as a United States Marine effective now. I'm sure there's some Marine administrative messages on how I'm supposed to do that, and I'll work through that, but I'm forfeiting my retirement, all my entitlements. I don't want a single dollar. I don't want any money from the VA. I don't want any VA benefits. I'm sure I'm entitled to 100%. I, you know, breathe on the smell of smoke and burning shit for years. I don't want any of it. All I asked was for accountability of my senior leaders. When there are clear, obvious mistakes that were made, I'm not saying we can take back what has been done. All I asked, all I asked for was accountability for the people to comment on what I said and to say, yes, some mistakes were made. And had they done that, I wouldn't have gone back into rank and file, submitted and accomplished what I wanted the morning after I posted the video and I came into work. My boss came in and asked me, what were you trying to accomplish? And that was the very tough question for me. And my response was... I want senior leaders to accept accountability. I think them accepting accountability would do more for service members and PTSD and struggling with purpose than any other transparent piece of paper or message. Amen and I, right there. And I haven't received that. For over $2 million, for the over $2 million that I would potentially receive in retirement for the rest of my life, for the however much extra the disability would be, I think that that money should go back to all senior general and officer, generals and officers because I think that they need it more than I do, because when I am done with what I'm about to do, you're all going to need the jobs and the security. I want to be clear. I love the Marine Corps. I think you know there's been a fascination with special forces over the last 15 years. Special forces people that come in the middle of the night and they killed the biggest targets the United States has. And I have much respect. I worked in Marine Special Operations Command for a year, but 
But what I'll say is the conventional Marine on the ground who has to smell burning shit, who, when I, when I was in Ramadi, I was exposed to it so much that burning shit actually smelled like bacon and eggs, and I grew to enjoy the smell. Those people who are there every day don't get to leave the next morning or in the middle of night who go outside the wire, get blown up, bring their Marine back, and they go out there the next day. They don't get credit they deserve, and they deserve accountability. You have no idea what I'm capable of doing. To all congressmen, senators, every media station across the the globe, to all the rich philanthropists, I appreciate the support, and I'm going to need your support. I don't need a single dollar. I just need every single person that's willing to go back outside the wire every single day to wear a blue collar and just go into work every single day, feed their families. Those are the people that I need. Follow me, and I will bring the whole system down. I am honorable. You can ask any Marine who served with me for 17 years. I dare you ask them all and find out what I'm made of. We're just getting started. And that's the end of his quote. Absolutely, like standing ovation. You think that guy didn't have anything to lose? That guy's three years from retirement. Yeah. You think this guy right here didn't have anything to lose? That guy, like, that, this that guy, guy gave it all of. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And that's like, keep in so, mind that seventeen years of sacrifice prior to this point. I wish there was more guys like like this guy. I mean, this, they're, they're this out guy, there. This they're is just not as sacrifice. Common. Yeah, right. And the thing is, that guy is is. Listen, I don't know that guy, but basing it on that and the fact that he made this sacrifice, that's the type of leader that people need. That's the person that you want as the leader of a free country. That's the person you want as your senator. That's the person you want as your House of Representatives. That's the person you want as your county commissioner. Yeah. It's people like that. Problem is... Not somebody and, standing on a stage like it that that has never fired a shot in anger, yet he's in the military. He, he's decorated. He's got... He's got Things all over his chest, just just decorations and things and medals and whatnot. This guy's never seen battle. He's never fired a shot in anger. Like he's Vindman. a bu- huh. do what? Vindman. Yeah, I mean he's a he's a bureaucrat. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we need somebody like this for sure. Yeah, I, I it'd be impossible to say enough good about that guy. You're gonna hear more from him. One, one of the one of the things that 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 people are so afraid of, and and it's been talked about in all forms of media ad nauseum. In fact, leftist people that practice this, uh, was it Christy Teigen being one of, Teigen, however you say her uh, pointless, uh, insignificant, irrelevant name, um, tried to claim this. A lot of these celebrities that get caught with their foot in their mouth mouth, try to claim, quote-unquote, cancel culture. Um, A lot of the people that get caught... um, being sec- the sexual misconduct almost exclusively on the left, cancel culture, uh, Andrew Cuomo, cancel culture. No, that's not what cancel culture is. And so why pe- one of the reasons that people are afraid to speak out is, is because little worms will try to dox you. And- but so what we have here in this next video is the people that I'm always glowing about who you should be donating to, at least $10 a month, Project Veritas. And, the, and, and man, when you're talking about sacrifice, Here's another example from top to bottom of this entire story. So James O'Keefe himself and his entire staff, and and some of these people have to, you know they have to use alternate identities. They have to have a lot of provisions to protect them in place because they're they're really putting themselves out there. And so if you think that, th- that these guys he sends out can't become targets and that he's already not a target, you'd be a fool. And so it's not fair to let these people do the heavy lifting and then just sit on the sidelines and hope that they continue to do good like. At some point, pushing a button every four years or every two years is not going to be enough. People, you you got to stand up. Like, the time is now. The time for fantasy talk is over. And so what you had here with this latest Project Veritas was a student, obviously, re- next, I'm, I'm sorry, 
that's 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 going to be the story after this when where the student recorded. We also had a student that recorded a teacher last week. So, which and you, we can go back to the the PTSD, the guy, the the military guy that resigned. That's you know he's he's talking about all of these people that that it would do more for some of these people to say, hey, we messed up. That would do more for people with PTSD than than. Any train, they, these people want to feel like they haven't been wasting their time over in the Middle East, somewhere far, far from home for the last 20 years, and then come home and some freaking bureau, like bureaucrat just absolutely just yanked the rug out from under them. And hey, you know, all that, all that ground you fought for, that, yeah, you wasted your time. Mm-hmm. Like, you, so. They gave it, they gave that up in a matter of weeks, and then, and it became, came down to days, and now. Uh, somebody from the intelligence intelligence community leaked communications between. Well, actually, I'm sorry. The transcript of a phone call between Biden and then the the president that hauled ass, where Biden was telling him to lie so that public perception would be different as far as the the speed of the Taliban's advance of the Taliban's the and, Taliban. Yeah, uh, uh, that's only said by Democrats, by the way. Yeah. But uh, before I do my Biden impression, he he was trying to convince him to lie for public perception, which is a common theme amongst Democrats. When you see people like Hillary Clinton, one of the patron saints of the entire Democrat Party, saying things like, "You have to have a public and a private stance," and uh, so he he was attempting to get that guy, who was a dirtbag, anyways to run cover for him because they're not about reality. Like I've said so many times, you guys are about what the perception is, and that's exactly what the phone call consisted of. So yeah. you've got that, and you've got the actual transcript. Nothing's going to happen to the president. There will be no impeachment, anything. There will be no impeachment hearing, actual consideration of impeachment, nothing. Nothing will happen. But when you go on the abstract ramblings of what this Vinman thought he heard, and, oh, no, we got to have an impeachment for that. And because it is so so hyper partisan, yeah. But yes, I, but the, the guy and we talked about it just a second ago is the guy has like he has he stands more to lose and he's he's law like he's essentially giving it all up anyway. But the all of the this is this is what we talked about like you said earlier on Facebook. This is what people think that they're so important. And you have such a false sense of importance that you you put it out there on Facebook and you buy things you don't need to impress people you don't like and all of the, the narcissism and things like that that goes along with it. And we've talked about it ad nauseum with COVID. Like, you you think that you're so, so important and you, you go around, you're, you're absolute Karen, you, everybody wear the mask, everybody take the vaccine, all of this stuff, and you're, you know, you're, you're browbeating everybody to death, you're killing grandma, every, you know, everybody around you, they're killing grandma and whatnot, that if you died, if something happened to you, if you were to contract to this virus and if you were to get sick, you were to get, you know, ill and actually succumb to this virus and die, you literally think that the world would just stop. Like, the world could not continue without you. You are so important and and everything just revolves around around you so much. The the this earth would just come completely off of its axis. It would just we we would just cease to exist. And and one of the things that and I was actually telling a friend <clears throat> at lunch today that that is funny to me. In the case of the kind of the generic person that you just described that it has this overinflated sense of self worth and um, significance and importance, I see it with regularity. They're wearing a mask and. It actually happened today. They 
at, at work, like the person came to the counter, boom, like got 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 an item, made the exchange, and then backed up to ask a question, like six foot. And maybe I'm overgeneralizing here, and I don't care. We can do what we want on common man's common sense. We we can overgeneralize if we want to. So, but they were overweight. So let's not pretend that your health was a primary concern before all this transpired. Health wasn't something that you were con- you know self conscious of before. Because you're obese. Yeah. That's not my fault, dude. If if, yeah. if, if you're, um, because they're saying that obesity is one, one of the things that can be a comorbidity and it, it can cause complications. That's your problem, dude. Fatty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we paint with broad strokes here at the yeah. Common Man's Common Sense. It, it don't matter. Hey, listen, we're working, by the way, we're working on some more sh- really short shorts. I, I'm, I'm borrowing that phraseology from Rex. He coined it, but like, he, yeah. I'm polishing it. Real it short shorts. Yeah. Do the plug for it. What's that? Our, our common man's common sense got them real short shorts. Oh, that's so hot. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. Howard Stern. Come on, man. Coming your way. Oh, yeah. So he he did his uh, his speech yesterday, his impromptu speech there at the at the White House, which was... How impromptu was it? It was, it was confusing to me. Full notes out? Now he had a teleprompter, but he, dude, he's... You check his watch? Yeah. Oh, my goodness, dude. And look, it, it, I consider it almost cheap for us to to sit here and target target the seventy eight year old's extremely extremely senile old crook because he doesn't <laughs> know what he's doing. Yeah. Basically, trashing a, de- a hardcore yeah. dementia patient because you know they're treating him for dementia. There's no way they're not. Every time, it, and it's funny. I laugh every time I see it, but every time I watch a video on YouTube in the comment section, somebody, someone puts. Everyone remember that this guy wasn't in. Ele- he wasn't elected. He was installed like a toilet. <laughs> in every comment section ever. <laughs> they just go around and search for Biden videos yes. and just make well, that copy and paste. That guy's out there. Yeah, that's, that's all he does. Awesome. Keep it up. At his uh, at, at this address though, he he did what he always does, which is becoming my new impression. Which uh, you and uh, your Bo, Bo died and. Well, anyway, and he does that a lot. Like, well, anyway, when he loses his thought process, which I never do in the middle of talking. Mm-hmm. I've never. Yeah. So bear with me. And that was one of. I don't think any bear with me's get on to the show though. No, I you can let a few slip through just for context. No, it's okay. I got them stockpiled. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you got a lot. That was one of the things that the uh, the the parents of of the. Up to 14 uh, service members that are dead now from that bomb that went off. And dude, they, they, so now again, there's also intelligence leaks, intelligence leaks claiming that they had a lock on the individual that had that, that bomb and they called off a missile strike on that individual. And you can't make this stuff up. And I, I, what do you, how do you add to that? The guy's incompetent, he was installed. What, what, I mean, at this point, it's just, it's so frustrating. What what are you going to do and say? And everybody's, I've got phone calls from so many people, people I haven't heard from in a long time. Like, what what do you think? What's your opinion? Like, not that my opinion really matters. Yeah. I'm, I saw a poll uh, this week that was 80, I think 87% of Republicans, 86% of Democrats, and 86% of independents thought that they went about this wrong, yeah. that we should have pulled civilians out before we pulled military out, which and, just seems like a, 
I mean, yeah. a literal common sense thing. Which, if if looking at those numbers, it's if you didn't need any more indication that this administration is totally and completely inept and out of touch. Now, that's what his press conference was about, was trying to sell people that this was a victory. The press secretary has been trying to talk about this as if it was a victory. And there's no way we could cover in a reasonable amount of time this evening the amount of things that, that came out in the news about the administration and him in particular this week. It was, it was, it's insurmountable. There's too many. Yeah. Um, the way he treated their families, though, is was completely, I, I don't even know what the word would be, Rude. I mean, it's rude and disrespectful, and they're, the families of the fallen soldiers had tons of words for him. But they, but basically, they were statement was that every single time and he did it publicly and privately with them was to console them. Talked about Bo Biden who died of brain cancer. Like, yes, he served overseas, and I think for a year it was, but he died of terminal cancer stateside. And like I said last week. While he was dying of terminal cancer, Hunter Biden was mounting his wife, having an affair with his cancer-ridden brother. And then there was also pictures of them in bed nude together, so that's nice. No, I'm sorry, his niece in bed nude together on, on the multitude of laptops where he records himself smoking crack on webcams <laughs> with regularity. If that, is that not true? Sue yeah, for, I mean, so I, if, if, I if it's not, sue me for slander. You know what I'm saying? Info at Common Man's Common Sense. Send it on. I'm just saying, the, the but it, which it is kind of, a, it, it is insulting just for the fact that these guys are out there trying to do what you said. Like you're, you're out here trying to take a victory lap for, so, for a, an absolute botched mission. And you're saying, well, we, you know, the U S they did the biggest airlift and, and saved all of these people. And, and, and so, and meanwhile, not mentioning that you left, Humvees and MRAPs and Blackhawks and drones and small arms to the tune of about $90 billion worth. I, my, my dad, I talked to him on the way over here, and he was saying that same thing. And and I agree. He doesn't like seeing them with this and, and how it could uh, them possessing that could be problematic for us in the future, and, and I'm sure it will. But I think ultimately, even even now, the, the service members killed and again obviously people die in war but that was such a needless occurrence that that was so haphazard the way that occurred and i can't get over like the sad that's obviously the biggest thing from their this botched withdrawal process and i and this this is me thinking out loud this this isn't a um opinion i garnered from someone else this is just my thoughts on it and i think that there's a lot of this going on in this administration and so this is the common man's common sense exclusive thought process right here. I Trump had policy in place to do this that I'm sure was as sound as the rest of his policy. They've already kind of outlined some of the things that would differentiate from what actually this administration did. Instead of leaving that in place, I think the worst part about this, in my opinion, is, and I don't know this to be the case, but I would bet money this is the case, you didn't do the policy that was, that, I'm trying not to cuss. You didn't use the policy that was in place because it was Trump's policy. You, like everything else, and every other bit of policy and every bit of public, everything you do was because it was anti-Trump. You didn't want to use the policy that he had, had set forth because that would lend credence to him. That would give credit to policy that he had put in place. 
That's why you didn't do it that way. You did it the Biden way, and look what happened. Just all in vain so you wouldn't be Donald Trump. That's how much of a rotten, conceited, self-absorbed sack of you and the rest of the people in your administration is, is that you want everything anti-Trump. Damn everybody else, let's be anti-Trump. And it's the same thing with all their science. Science today means whatever Donald Trump said, the opposite of that, yep, that's science. So you could say that this withdrawal was scientific by their stupid standards. Yeah. It, it, it's maddening. And again, I, like, I've got a lot of phone calls about this from people I hadn't heard from in a while, stuff like that. People were wanting to know, you know, other people's opinion on this that, that pay attention to politics. And it's like anything, the gay stuff, it don't, what, transgender, pedophile, it don't matter to me. I, none of this stuff surprises me. I've been watching this stuff for so long, this does not surprise me at all. 14 dead service members does, under, under this guy's watch in that capacity, in that way, with that negligence, does not surprise me. Well, that's what I was going to say. 90 like, billion why, worth of equipment does not surprise me. I mean, Yeah, and why would it surprise you? Because, I mean, look at this guy's administration, however many months in we are right now, mm-hmm. and tell me one thing policy-wise that he's done good. I mean, what what else would we have expected? Like, this guy's, like, your border policy, it's it's garbage. Like, we're back in the Paris Climate Accord. That's stupid. You know, you shut down the freaking pipeline. That's dumb. You know, that's why we got $3 a gallon gas now. So why would we not expect this from... Oh, uh, I, I mean, mean from, when, and when you look specifically at Biden, Biden's political career, it, I mean, it's rife with just nonsense. What is his claim to fame? I, I'm... What's, what's his uh, coin phrase that he uses all the time? I'm the guy. I'm the guy that did this. I'm the guy that did that. You know, when the, the Patriot Act was passed, I, I'm, I'm the father of the Patriot Act because the 1994 omnibus crime bill, I'm the father of the Patriot Act. And see, leftists forget that, but see, leftists used to be against surveillance. Now they're pro-surveillance. They're pro-government-mandated vaccines. What, what are y'all talking about? You guys are so shifty. You have no actual backbone or no, no standardized principle that you would ever adhere to which is what happens when you deviate from the Constitution, the law of the land, and you guys hate that. So you, whatever they say you'll do, as long as you agree with the social aspect of what their policy is, which is all garbage as well, hence the reason they push it. It's yeah. just I don't know why anybody would be surprised. Like, anybody that expected any better than this, I'm surprised that, that they didn't leave more. That's the yeah, only thing that yeah. shocks me is they didn't mess it up even worse. And they've already, Scarface-style, hung a guy from the bottom of a Blackhawk. By his neck. Yes, like these people are savages. Like he, yes, I absolutely. Mean, yeah, and and which bears saying, you're bringing so many of them here so fast. There's it is impossible to vet these people, and they've already caught people on the terrorist watch list. They've caught a pedophile that they, um, they sent out. I can't remember how many years ago, but he was a convicted pedophile. Well, he he hopped a flight back. He's here, so that's nice. Of course, in today's social climate, I mean, he'll be people will be accepted. Yeah. But the the Afghan people, what you're saying, which I'm not saying that all Afghan people are savages. What I will say is that culturally, they're completely different than us. And Islam being so prominent there, the core tenets of Islam, because Islam is more than just the religious aspect. It's governance. Uh, it's, it's judicial. It's dietary. It's it's the whole way of life. And their rule of law is antithetical to the Constitution. So, and I was looking at a study. Um, Center for Immigration Studies, Afghans in America are potentially severe culture clash. Table one, Afghan views regarding Islam. Statement, make Sharia law the law of the land. Percent of Afghans who agree. 
99%. Should that include stoning as a punishment for adultery? 85%. Should include death penalty for leaving Islam? 79%. Should also apply to non-Muslims? 61%. Prefer a strong leader over a democracy? 51%. Islamic political parties better than other parties? 54%. Suicide bombing sometimes justified? 39%. What about throwing homosexuals off the roof? Let me thumb down. 99%. Honor killing sometimes justified? 60%. Wife must always obey husband. 100%. Any other guesses? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say 99. Reverso? 100. Let's start this over. We're all close. 98%. I'm, I'm sticking it. It's not 99. I'm assuming. It's not 99. Okay. I'm, yeah, I'll go 98. 96. 94. 94%. Wife must always obey husband. You know why no women respond to this? They're not allowed. Yeah. <laughs> and I know even here locally, we had a situation years ago, and I remember reading about it in the police report, that a, a Muslim man was beating his wife at a gas station. The, the law enforcement came, was called on scene, and because of the cultural aspect, they, there was no charges filed. And he had physically hit her so much that other people called the law. So that's... There's, and there's, and I think it was in New Jersey, there's been courts that have decided in civil suits with Islamic law in an American court. That's happened. So, and if nobody believes me, Google it. Do that. But their, their culture is so much different. So, actually, one of, one of my coworkers talking today about someone else, not me, but having a, an argument about Rashida Tlaib and how she didn't feel that Rashida, because she lives in Michigan, didn't believe that she represented because she was probably not, like Joe Biden, she was probably not legitimately elected, and I would say that's probably a fair bet. But he was contending that representatives are supposed to represent their constituents. Like, so in New York, it's in you know certain districts, you would have an Italian representing the Italians and so on and so forth, and that's fine. But the supreme law of the land and what the strict adherence to law was, the United States Constitution and nothing else. And so you're already seeing the semblances of them wanting to change law to fit their culture. That's not up for debate. Like, that wasn't... That wasn't a bargaining chip in, in the, you coming here to live and benefit. And so if you come here to benefit of a, of a good, stable country with relatively friendly people, except for the, the white supremacists who are ruining everything because they're everywhere. But so uh, Sean Parnell, who was, uh, I, I think he was an army uh, ranger. Um, I was watching an interview with him and he was talking about, and, and I would, I should bring the story up, but, but basically he was talking, you see them saying, we're bringing over these interpreters. All these interpreters helped us out, this, that, and the other. And he was talking about the, the multiple accounts, and, and he w was in one where they, they were performing Overwatch on a village. All the villagers were looking up. They knew the spot they were, that they were going to be watching from, doing surveillance. Why are they, how do they know we're here? And they end up driving over a mine and come to find out that their interpreter had sold them out and had been selling them out for months prior. And... And one of the things that, that I, I was listening to, to the last show, we're talking about the rules of engagement, and we actually had a clip of Marcus Luttrell. And if you remember in his book, and I, I think some semblances of it made into the movie, but the reason they, that that whole deal occurred where they were attacked was because they had the, the goat farmers, and they were going to kill them. They draw, drew straws, and I can't remember who wanted to off them and who didn't, but they ultimately let, let them live. They went straight down to the village and alerted the Taliban that they were up there. 
and and the fight the the firefight ensued. And then if you've read the book or watched the movie, then everybody else knows what happened. But if you haven't read his book, it's 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 a phenomenal book. It's one of the best books I've ever read. Um, but they were worried about winding up in Leavenworth. Like that's what they were discussing whenever you know for security reasons offing them because they knew what they would do and that was the risk they chose to take. And so to kind of tie that back to what we were saying as far as PTSD and stuff like that, man, you, you, you laden these guys with these rules and everything else. And it, it, it's, if you're, I don't know, this, this whole thing's just a mess. Like that's, I don't really have anything fluent or, or clever or witty or even comprehensive to say about all this. It's an absolute mess. And what you've done with our soldiers, with everybody, that's the reason you have a 17 year Marine veteran with the accolades that that guy has speaking like that. You've shit on everybody. You shit on all of us. Not just them, you everybody, but you really on them. So what we have here, and I can't remember what city in California this is in. Um, and tonight, probably right now, this is being recorded on a Wednesday night. There is a school board meeting that Project Veritas is attending, and they're hoping that this will subject's going to come up. And I'm, I don't know how it wouldn't. You have a teacher, uh, an, an an Antifa, quote unquote, teacher that uh, of a high school high school students, and. So what, what you're about to hear is video of a, a Project Veritas journalist confronting this guy about things that he said in confidence to an undercover reporter thinking they were of like mind. And so, of course, the guy's walking away. He's got his girlfriend with him. And, and at some points, his girlfriend barricades him from the reporter Um who's larger, which isn't to say much because this guy is really, really dinky. His girlfriend and him are about the same size. And so we're, we're, this is about two and a half minutes. Yeah. So but um, you, you have to – this guy looks like a typical – what you would think. Like you, what you see is he what looks you just, get with this yes. guy. Yeah, yeah and, and, and he looks just like the ones I've seen here and there and everywhere. Yeah, like an anorexic female. Yes, yeah. so you're, you're he, pale. He looks like he's – Probably about five six, five seven. He's, I would say, hundred and thirty pounds. What would you think uh, that neck circumference? Neck circumference. His is? neck circumference. Yes, is seven inches. So <laughs> it's the size of a small girl's wrist, and like he's he's wearing a shirt that's got the hammer and sickle on it. Uh, He's got some trendy little tattoos and some stupid looking uh, glasses. Oversized on chick glasses. Yeah. yeah, or is that pronounced chic? Yeah, they're chic. Um, so, but yeah, he's he's about the size of his uh, his girlfriend, and he's wearing like the uh, the Irish style Scully cap too. Yeah, he's a young and, and Mr. the buffoon Burns. the buffoonish glasses. I just have to uh, kind of explain that a little bit better. They're like the type you saw on females doing the duck face with the P sign on MySpace years ago. MySpace, duh, we know it's years ago. <laughs> Big oversized like goofy glasses, like molded orange plastic. Uh, the little mange beard. The pale complexion, spindly little arms, and so and they're walking a trendy little dog. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. Why, why wouldn't they be? Uh, so, uh, go ahead and roll it. We'll dissect it after. Hello, how are you? I'm good. I am a journalist with Project Veritas. Okay. Nice to talk with you. Why? Don't am I getting? Don't, don't mind my colleague recording. We are recording, but I think you're going to be more interested in what I have to say here. I don't. Well, I think that there's been a lot of uncomfortability in your classroom. I'd like to talk with you about some of the statements you've made. 
Uh, I believe you I said it. You know what, what Project Veritas is. But we're journalists. Okay. And 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 you spent and you mentioned to one of our colleagues that you have 180 days to turn students into revolutionaries. Would you like to expound upon that? We do not consent to this filming. We do not consent to these questions. Well, you're in a public place, and I don't think parents consent to their students being, quote, turned into revolutionaries. So if you'd like to give a comment on that, those newsworthy statements you've made, uh, I think that would go a long way to resolve some concerns in the community. We would appreciate some distance. Well, Mr. Guype, if you could please just provide me commentary on these statements. I mean, a student voiced their uncomfortability in your classroom with the Antifa flag. Do you recall that? Do you recall how you responded to that student? Uh, you tacitly implied they might be aligned with fascists. I mean, is this the kind of behavior in line with the mission statement of your high school? Don't you give students extra credit for going to partisan left-wing events? You're harassing. Sir, I'm not harassing you. I'm, I'm, you I'm trying to get I'm comments. You to you're a public school teacher. I understand that, but you're, you're a public school teacher. And you're teaching things outside the curriculum of your school. Do you not have a poster of Mao in your classroom? As parents would also like to know, why do you think it's okay to, quote, scare the F-U-C-K out of students to turn them into revolutionaries? Yet you said that you would consider, and you have considered taking up the arms, taking up arms against the state. That's an incredible statement. Do you think it's okay to push these personal beliefs onto students? Do you have permission from the superintendent or the principal to use your classroom as a bedrock for your personal beliefs and impose them on students? high school students. We're being followed by these people. Letting individuals know. As you can see, they run in shame. They had a lot to say to my colleague, but Mr. Guy has nothing to say now. This is, this is the face of radicalism. This is people who have something to hide, yet when the mic is in their face and they have the opportunity to share, they don't want to. Right off the bat, the, that guy, the uh, reporter, dude, it does phenomenal on the fly. Like, yeah. I, I, I couldn't keep my composure like that. But it, obviously, he's got the ability to adapt on the fly. Like, the uncomfortability. Like, mm -hmm. number one, it's not the easiest yeah. thing to say, especially when I'm sure your adrenaline's up at least a little bit. Uncomfortability. Like, I'm sure there was some uncomfortability in your classroom. Like, that's, I don't know, he's sharp. Um, I, I love how... It's always when when these people are called on the carpet, they always cry foul. Like, sure, we're, you're making us really uncomfortable. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you and we we had one of these guys locally, and you you, they, you could swap one for the other, and no, their own wives would never even know that they swapped out. You're identical. <laughs> you all look the same, and so it, and that's one of the things that for years I've noticed. You think you're unique and different, but you're all carbon copies of of one another. You all. If you're so unique and different, why do you all look the same? Yeah. In your quest for being unique, in, sure. in your own unique identity, you look exactly like every yeah. other little soy yeah. boy that's that walks the yeah. planet. Uh -huh. and, and but there, there's also zero. Look, there, there's things that we all disagree on 
We, we've all had disagreements politically or otherwise on some of these issues at different times. We're not in 100% agreement. This isn't a total echo chamber, but the problem with them is the aesthetic is all the same. The rhetoric is all the same. The, the, um, the physical representation as far as what, what you have on your walls, all the same. There's zero, there's no differentiation between any of you. You're identical. Dude, you're literally, the guy I'm talking about that lives in close proximity to this location, actually, actually, his girlfriend slash wife looks the same as that one. You're all the same. There's no difference. But dude, you're going to take up arms against the state, which is a little bit confusing to me. It better be somebody else's arms because those are the arms that get nowhere. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The thing is, though, you're pushing the rhetoric of the current state. The administration, they're pushing this garbage, dude. Yeah. And so yeah, that's what we talked about. You can't be mainstream and also be the counterculture. Exactly. Like, you are the mainstream right yeah. now. You're you're not the resistance. You're not the counterculture. No, absolutely not. This is what happens when you stand up to them. Project Veritas on this particular one busted them. We we've got multiple examples of students. Do teach your kids right from wrong. Ask your kids what's going on. If some crazy stuff's going on, they'll let you know. Record it. And look what happened. Now what? This guy, you're nothing. Like, you, you, you're, and look. You're scaring children in a classroom, which I honestly, I, I can't for the life of me figure out how. Well, he, but yeah. but you're, you're talking about oh, with, scare, with rhetoric. scaring the F out of children in classroom, trying to turn them into revolutionaries and giving them extra credit for oh, going to Oh, because he's telling them that, that Donald Trump and, is a Nazi. And if Donald Trump's policies see fulfillment, the white supremacy will be so severe, they'll kill you all. They'll put you in concentration camp. Like, it, it, look, dude. There's so many different things. There, there's there, Mao, are you kidding me? Like, who thought that would be okay? Which he said in the original dialogue with the undercover reporter that there was three other administrator level, administrative level people at his school that were just like him. So after, at the conclusion of this, this particular segment, this video is another two and a half minutes where he go, the reporter goes to the school, I need to, I need to show somebody this video. Nobody wanted to talk to him. They were all terrified. They want to call the cops on him. Right. But, oh, and that's the thing. He's black. Yeah. What? Y'all are racist. You're going to call the cops on him? You racist? Why don't you you call one of the freaking negotiators, dude? You know what I'm saying? What do they call the the people that want to defund the police and replace them with? A a crisis coordinator, whatever the hell you want to call them, dude. The the crisis. Civil worker. What is it? It's stupid, so I don't know. That's why I don't know. It's dumb. Call that person. You know what I'm saying? We're going to call the police. Why are you going to call the police, dude? It's because they're racist because he's black. But see, that's the thing. He's not a Joe Biden voting black guy, so therefore he ain't black. He ain't their kind of black person, so he ain't black. Which is absolutely true because that's the way that they see it. Yeah, dude, they, which I think that it's funny because I think, I think that Project Veritas is kind of calculated with who they send. Yeah. Because like when Ocasio-Cortez went, and I, I don't think it was him. But it actually, might I, be think, it I think it was. I think yeah. it was him because he puts his armor. I want to get a picture yeah, in the they, parking lot, and right? and they, yeah. and get, because the, the fact that he's black and they think they've sold all blacks out in, in, into their belief system, they let their guard down, and so I, I just think it's funny. But it's also indicative how much the left thinks they control can control black thought process. There's actually a Craig Pearson, I think is his name, the 18 year old young black guy. He has his own YouTube channel, just like we've talked about, and it does phenomenal. Super sharp guy, Trump Trump supporter. He was on MSNBC with one of his professors from college that was pushing all this garbage, and, and she tried to conf- confront him, basically saying, and I could pull the clip. I actually think it's queued somewhere on my phone, but uh, 
you're just you're just saying the stuff you were indoctrinated with by Donald Trump. You sound just like him. So guys, no, I sound like me. Like you just don't like the fact that I'm not saying what you want me to say. Basically, you you want you think you can control black thought, and yeah. you can't. And that's what I said earlier about like painting with broad strokes here on the on our on our show. Mm-hmm. And I said it kind of tongue in cheek, but these people really think that. Absolutely, they do. Absolutely, because all all cops are the same. All Trump voters are the same. Like, dude, you can take every Trump voter and, and throw them in the trash, dude. But the basket of deplorables. Um, rambling. But I also think that this is why you should stand up. If if everybody sits down, this don't stop. It never will. It's going to get worse. If everybody stands up, this is over. It's done. That's all you have to do. I'm, I'm telling you now, if, if you submit... We're done. If, if you say no, it'll stop. I, I, like we talked about earlier in the show, I know what the, the level of employees is that, in the available pool to go to work somewhere. It's not that many. Y- y'all want to get rid of me? Okay. Have a nice day. You'll hear from my lawyer. When you stand up, they'll, they'll back down. And, and not every, but again, if only one or two people stand up, they're busting teachers left and right. And, but I think one of the other problems with the left is, is their narcissism. So she couldn't help, if you notice, she was either doing like FaceTime Live or just recording, like, this guy's following us. I just thought everybody should know, which that's a super weak tactic because you know what he has been doing. You know what he's been doing, and you know that it's also indefensible because, like you said, not on recording, but Rex made the point that y'all don't have any kids. That's why you're walking a dog. And see, the thing is, you're not going to understand the righteous fury of parents that you've been doing this to their children. And you're about to. You're finding out now because he released a video. That do just, we have that video? We do. All right. And, and which before before you hit play, Reverso. Is that him? Yes. Like, you look like. He dude, looks like he's gotten sicker. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sure dude missed a couple meals between the, the past few days, he looks dude. looks like an Afghani refugee. He does, dude. Tom Hanks from Philadelphia. And, and, <laughs> and to describe, you know, his face is all sunk in. He's, he's got a, a hint of Hunter Biden teeth. But uh, just unkept, creepy-looking dude. He's still wearing that same stupid hat. But you'll notice the level of confidence, bet- which the original video, undercover video, it was about 10 to 15 minutes. Obviously, we don't have the time to play all that. We could have done excerpts, but for the time constraints, um, he was very confident, laughing. It was all a big joke. <laughs> I'm scaring the F out of these kids, blah, 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 blah. Man, he was great, full of confidence. He's a bad MFer in that video. Now his face is all sunk in. He's got his little nose ring, stereotypical again, and his his brow is furled. He's still he's still a little bit indignant about this. But uh, go ahead. Hey, thank you to every past student and colleague and friend who's reaching out right now um, in support of what is happening. Um, you know, uh, like he wants to cry. My personal safety and security is obviously my top concern at this moment, but also like they are coming for my job and what I love doing in the classroom. Um, and they are gonna run this campaign and get public pressure behind them. And the, it is very likely that the district will cave uh, in regards to this. And um, I'm hopeful that they don't. And um, all support at this moment is greatly appreciated. Thank you. The only campaign was your campaign in the classroom to indoctrinate children with your personal belief system completely deviating from what curriculum was. 
that was the only campaign. When you feel the the pressure of the pissed off parents that I made reference to because uh, that you don't comprehend because you don't have offspring. No, fucking you, loser. no, you want to teach everybody else's kids yeah. this nonsense. You like. You don't care enough to go have your own children no. and and raise them however it is in the little communist and whatnot like you are. Yeah, the, and and the thing is, like it it kills me how quick these people play victim, play victim, victim like yeah. you instantly go. Dude, to, that is the number one. Like if I want to argue with my wife, and you know, I'm right or however it is, you're arguing like a liberal, which she loves obviously. But it's but that because that is their tactic. You, you create a problem, and then you become the victim. You created this problem. Dude, you have nobody to blame but yourself. He had the rainbow flag, a Mao flag, Antifa flag, and then the re- there was a few other things I can't, I can't remember, but pushing all this rhetoric. And remember, the, the, the student recorded last week or the week before that we talked about this, the... Uh, where she was saying, if you, uh, if, you know, Donald Trump's an idiot, your parents are stupid, a student recorded that. Again, Project Veritas nabbed this guy, but we've got a, I, I want to say there may be one more queued up for the night that has, was a student recorded it, but you're, you're the victim. They're running this, they're coming after me. I'm, I, the only, I'm mainly worried about my safety. Yeah, you should be, dude. And just like I said a, a, a few months ago, and if people will stand up, you can start to create you this is how you fight cancel culture and god bless james o'keefe and his entire operation this is it should be and hopefully is an inspiration to everyone just like these students that are freaking calling this out and then their parents do the do the heavy lifting you show me the evidence and i'll do the i'll do the rest this is how you fight cancel culture because look th- this dude no 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 you would you would dox me the guy down the road that looks like him was trying to dox other people you put pressure on you flip it on its head and all of a sudden they don't like that and they'll shut, they'll shut up, they'll cower down, they'll suck up and go away because they know the score. People don't agree with you. This is not, pop, no matter what the media says, this is not popular thought process. Communism is not popular. It's popular among these, idi- these loudmouth idiots that are trying to push on your kids, but it's not popular amongst the parents. So once the parents find out, see, that's what I was saying a minute ago, the left is too stupid to keep your mouth shut. You, got, you, you talk too much. And but, but not like that. It was too brazen to have that emblazoned in your in your in your schoolroom anyway. Yeah, you're too damn arrogant. You're too narcissistic. Because a lot of this stuff is born of that same uh, the the Facebook type mentality that you talked about. Like you you got to make it about you. I wonder how much you legitimately legitimately believe any of that garbage you were spewing. Because I I don't think that you really. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. Either way, this is what happens when you stand up. Yeah. You keep sitting down and, and it'll be people like this. It won't it ain't nobody bad. It's this dude. People like this will indoctrinate your kids. Yes. People like this will push you to get a shot in your arm. Because I guarantee you he's one of the he'll get the effing jab. He's one of them. It's pathetic, dude. Pathetic. Don't let people like this run shoot. Don't let people like this run your kids' freaking education. And that's a thing. Like they're they're you know, I'm worried about my safety and they're taking uh you know, I, they're they're trying to take away what I love to do in the classroom and stuff. Yeah. Like, why why is it that you just can't teach history? Yeah, or because you don't like, love well, what you do in the classroom. Yeah. Well, you might love what you do, but what you what you love to do isn't what you're supposed to do and what you get paid to do. What the taxpayers pay for you to do is not what you're doing. So you got to step on out. Oh, that's it. Get out. Yeah, just like you said, you you have to deviate from the curriculum. Just teach whatever it is that that you're assigned to teach, whether it be math. It's not. It's it's like speaking your truth. No, just the truth. We we want 
math or we want history. We don't want your history or your math. We just want regular old yeah. math. But th- this has always been the problem. People, regular people are busy with family life and working. And, and there are, you know, there are things you can do that you've talked about. Homeschool, being financially responsible to have the ability to homeschool. Outside of that, if your kids are in government school system, the public school system, these people are around and they're, they're growing and these people work day and night. Yes. While you sleep, this dude's planning what to tell your kids. And the thing is, and that's like, how that's got to the point that it's at is because these people are working 24 seven because it ain't just him. There's plenty of them just like him. And the, and the difference is the reason that matters, we live by the rule of law, the constitution. Nobody wants to circumvent and undermine it. They do. They, that's why they work 24 seven at it. If, if we lived under an, an oppressive, restrictive system like what they want to live under, I would probably be working at it 24-7, too, if I had the ability to, to do that. They hate our way of life. They hate our rule of law, and they hate – I guarantee you this dude's an atheist. So yeah. I interrupted. I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's fine. Like, But what I was going to say is that if, if they are in public school, you better darn well be engaged and engaged as far as, you know, parent-teacher conferences and things like that and stuff that I used to do when my child did attend public school um, – is at the end of the day, hey, what'd you learn? What are they? What are they teaching you? What did you? And if and if your kid's anything like, I mean, I've I've got kind of a mixed bag. One of them likes to chat, and the other ones they you know, but I mean, they would go on and on and tell, hey, I learned this. They're teaching me this. They're teaching me that. They're teaching, okay, you know, and you know what? That's acceptable. That's what they're supposed to be teaching you. No more, no less. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not asking you, you know, like I said, to teach your opinion. I'm asking you to teach facts. That's what the classroom is for. It's not for ideas, you know, and, and, and indoctrination. It's for teaching things that we know. Two plus two equals four. That's sufficient for the classroom. You know, mm-hmm. like your, your Maoist ideology, that's not. Right. Well, the thing is, though, these activists... Unless you're teaching it from a, an aspect of, of history and how it's a terrible idea and it's genocide. Absolutely. The problem is that this dude's obviously a, a through-and-through activist. And like I said, activists work around the clock as a group. And these people have infected the courts. And a lot of aspects, these people have infiltrated every level of basically every education system to some degree. They're around, and you have to be conscious of it. But the way that you you fight back and start start to pump the brakes on this is like this right here. You have to call it out when you see it. The same with anything we talk about, be it that you're going to mandate a personal health decision for me as an employer, whatever. No, that's going to stop. And look, the the I guarantee you, I, I'm making you the guarantee. I'll bet anybody. By this time next week, that, that he will never, he will no longer be under that school's employee, guaranteed. There, there, there's too many, there's too many parents that are not going to be a fan of that, at all. He'll be gone, guaranteed. And so, just like that other teacher we discussed last week is gone. That was the show that me and you did alone. Was that? Yeah. yeah so that was last week. She's she's done. She's gone. See, I just felt like I was there because I edited. See. There you go. Yeah. And so the next one in the same vein is another teacher in California. And like I just finished saying, you are too narcissistic to just do whatever it is you're going to do. You got to tell the world because it's all about you. Go ahead and roll it, Reverso. Okay, so during third period, we have announcements and they do the Pledge of Allegiance. I always tell my class, 
Stand if you feel like it, don't stand if you feel like it, say the words if you want, don't have to say the words. So my class decided to stand but not say the words. Totally fine. Except for the fact that my room does not have a flag. It used to be there, but I took it down during COVID because it made me uncomfortable. And um, I packed it away and I don't know where, and I haven't found it yet. <laughs> but my kid today goes, hey, um, it's kind of weird that we just stand and then, you know, we say it to nothing. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, I gotta find it. Like I'm working on it, I got you. In the meantime, I tell this kid, we do have a flag in the class that you can pledge your allegiance to. And he like looks around and he goes, oh, that one? It's the rainbow flag with the, okay, tran so the transgender period, thing. It's, it's the rainbow flag with the, I think the, the uh, Chevron is the transgender thing. Pretty sure. I'm non-binary, so I don't know. I don't know either. No. But... The, yeah, the complete pretentiousness of the whole thing. Like, so that was oh, a she's giddy about it. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to see her go to Afghanistan right now. That's exactly what I was thinking because you would not do that with yeah. the ISIS flag. You know, yeah, like they would not deal with that not for one second. But, They're saying that that. Well, I took the American flag down during COVID because, and she kind of puts her hand over her mouth like she's telling you a secret because it made me uncomfortable. Like, well, yeah, man, I guarantee you I'll she's you. uncomfortable now because her job's in jeopardy as well. Yeah, so. if that flag makes you uncomfortable, get the hell I, out. Yep. Yeah, like, exactly. Bye. We'll see. Bye, Felicia. Roll out, dude. Get out of here. Why do you stay here? But and you know good and well why you stay here. You like you, just moron. There, there's another like, one that, we, that we're not going to play, but it's it's wait or we could. I don't know. I, I'm just kind of nauseating. That's a few seconds, I'm sure. Oh. I think TikTok has to be under like a minute, I think. I haven't seen it. I, I don't know if I want to see it, but it's up to you guys. Oh, it's fine. But I mean, yeah, it's, it, which, she's an idiot. She's wearing some overalls. They've got the little rainbow straps on her overalls and things. And again, she's just... Earrings, rainbow earrings. Yeah. But the, the, she's more concerned with what, you know, her TikTok than she is with, I'm sure, actually teaching and pushing, again, these whacked out social issues. And this is... The, this is another example that you can categorize the same as the San Francisco gay men's choir wanting to indoctrinate your kids because you, now you're not singing about indoctrinating your, our kids. You're making TikTok videos about indoctrinating our kids. The other guy was talking to an undercover journalist about indoctrinating kids. That's why people are uncomfortable with this because go ahead and play this and I'll, I think it'll help me. It's Tide Month. I'll never not be awkward. <laughs> That's fun for me. Happy Pride, everyone. It's June 1st, the start of Pride Month. Here's what I got going in my classroom. I got these flags from Target in like the dollar bin, so that's amazing. Um, they didn't have all of them in the collection that they came out with, so I got all the ones that they had. As well as the inclusive Pride flag. I pledge allegiance to the queers. I also got a really big pride inclusive ah, flag. Um, I need to put it up still, but it's gonna go up there and I need like a ladder. <laughs> so that's gonna come later, but it's here, yay! So I love you all very much for the people who are out, for the people who aren't out. You're appreciated, you're loved, you are enough. I support you, I got you. Send your queer friends. Maybe she'll what fall age? and break her neck when she's putting that flag up.
So what age group is her class? She doesn't say. If the American flag makes you feel uncomfortable, I, I'm sure. If if you had my child pledge allegiance to the to the rainbow flag, I promise you, I would be down there making you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Yes, like, absolutely. There is no two way, and that's why I say, like when you when your kids come home from school, what y'all do today? Like, oh, we just you know pledge allegiance to the rainbow flag, like, uh. You know, like, it's the pride inclusive flag. And I'm like, I, she said, I pledge allegiance to the queer. Like, what does that accomplish? No, that what? shows you what this is. Like their, their social issues are a de facto religion. That's why they refuse to. There's no deviation. And then increasing loyalty to more perverse things because it's a de facto religion. They're married to the sickest ideology that you can. Whatever. Hey, look, whatever the next thing is, pedophilia. They'll like that. I guarantee it. There will there I absolutely unequivocally guarantee you a person like her will wholeheartedly endorse legalized pedophilia. I guarantee it because that's the next thing coming down the road. And if there's something even worse than that, which I can't imagine what that would be, if anything, she would support that too because that would be inclusive. Otherwise, it's not inclusive. Period. Bar none. There, there was zero exception. This is why people are when when people have traditionally said for the longest time, you can do what you want. Just don't ram it down our throat. That's it. People don't want this forced on them, and they sure as hell don't want it forced on their children. That's why people have an aversion to homosexuality. And again, boiling it down to a scientific standpoint, the, the actual practice of what homosexuality is is not something that I feel needs to be glorified. If, that's, if you want to do that in privacy, do that. But likewise, I don't need to talk about your heterosexual relationship with your wife. It's not my business. It doesn't make sense to me. Wait, it does in, in the capacity of what they're actually trying to do over the long term. But you can also see, too, she edited these. The, so the cut, the cuts are made very strategically. <laughs> and then it cut, she does the eye, you know, side eye. And then it, it, you people are no good at this. Because the whole, the whole idea that, that you really believe in all that and you, you pledge allegiance to the queers, like you said, that doesn't mean anything. And I'm thinking out loud here, so if this comes out, I'll... Screwball, yet you can't hold me responsible. But I don't under. I mean, I pledge allegiance to the queers. What are the queers? You know, so, what about when um, the Bruce Jenner, the tranny, everybody was on board? Then I think the tranny at one point had said some pro-Trump stuff, and that tranny wasn't cool anymore. Is that is that person or or um, I think was it Grenell? Is Grenell the the gay guy that was in the Trump administration? If I'm not mistaken, it was Grenell. Is he included? Do you? Pledge allegiance to him being a queer? Or, you know what I'm saying? Is it just queers? Because it's bullshit. You, you don't actually... Dude, there's deviation. You don't... It's just like with black people. That, the, guy, the previous teacher had the, the BLM with uh, Antifa. Like, you... Dude, liberals only care about you in so much as that you will toe the line for their narrative. If you're a, a homosexual that deviates from them politically, they, they hate you. If you're a black person that deviates from them politically, they hate you too. As long as they can use you, they like you. If they can't use you for political gain, they don't like you anymore. But that's lost on, I mean, that isn't actually lost on them as individuals like her. She just knows that if you're conservative black, you're shit and you ain't really black because you didn't for, vote for Joe Biden. Joe Biden's words, not mine. You can't hold me responsible for what he said. He said it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so what, what would you do, Reverso? I'd be, if that was my child, I'd be down there. At the, I wouldn't even go to the office. I'd go directly to her room. Yeah. Yeah, she needs to be... Would you raise your voice? Yeah, I would. 
Wow. I've never what does heard that, that sound like? Yeah, I've never heard that. You're not going to do this anymore. Yeah. Biff, get your damn hands off her. Anybody know what that is? Nope. 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 You, back yeah. to the future? Nope. Nope. Yeah, you guys, I tell you, um, I quit. She's... <laughs> that, that's what it took to do me in. Y'all did not understand a Back to the Future reference. Okay. She's probably got a little boyfriend exactly the same as that guy. Like, oh, you know wearing it. that hammer and yeah. sickle shirt. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't take that bet. <laughs> she may have a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she may be. Nah, I don't think so. Nah. Now, and that's the, that's the crazy thing about it, dude. People that aren't actually homosexuals get all more giddy and, and into it. It's weird, and that's the thing too. Like, so, like locally, like the majority of of that aren't like these these big cities. The Black Lives Matter rallies things were suburbanite moms, white suburbanite moms yeah. that that had were ridden that were on hills. Facebook and exactly on, yeah. and TikTok. Which you're absolutely right. I mean, the absence these people think that the absence of religion, because I guarantee you, she's an atheist too, is is you you will worship something. And they uh, they have absolutely made this into a into a religion, whether it be all of this homosexual nonsense or Darwinism or you know the the Big Bang, whatever. Um, like you will have some sort of religion. It's it's just a matter of what. Uh, in reverse, so just reminded me, dude. I appreciate that. Um, there it is, right there, eleventh grade. Eleven. Oh, okay. Wow. So a high school student. See, I, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I, I think she's kind of full of crap. It seems weird because she, she was – her recollection of the dialogue between her and the student seemed more like she was talking about, like, an elementary-level child. Yeah. I, I, Which, when you see the pretentious nature of the way her video was made and the things she's saying, I, I think that some of that is probably made up. I, I, I don't know if any of those – Exchange, verbal exchanges actually occurred because you, you're an idiot, like, and you're, you're obviously a nut bar. Like, you're a freaking – because let's be – who does that? Who behaves in that manner and puts that on the internet like that? Like that <laughs> – which, obviously, the younger generation, and she appears to be pretty young. But Kristen Pitson, teacher at Back Bay High School in Newport Mesa Unified School District. What was the school district for the other guy? And I don't know if we said his name, but they, they said it in there. Let's see what it is. Because the people need to know these people's names. The other guy uh, was Gabriel Geip, and that was in Sacramento, California. So, yeah. Good for, good for them. You guys are really doing it up. And I, I, I think the same thing as the, uh, the what I talked about, the gay San Francisco choir. I love it when you guys do this. Keep open, keep blabbing your big stupid mouths. So it's what great. happened to them? I have no idea. I, I know this much. They're not making no more videos like that. No. And that's and that's the beauty of it, dude. You stand up and shout these people down, dude. And put them in their place and let the, let let them actually know what what real public perception is. They'll stop that crap. And dude, nobody be a gay. Like, look, if you are actually being oppressed, and all the things that you guys, the victimhood that you proclaim, you couldn't just have a gay men's choir. Nobody have a gay men's choir. Good for you, man. Like that doesn't bother me at all. Do it up. Have, have fun. Knock yourselves out, dude. Elton, try. Elton, yeah. <laughs> I mean, freaking turn turn your boyfriend's butthole into a punched lasagna. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> doesn't make a difference to me. But you can't you can't mess with the kids. That's that's number one. And I forgot what number two is. 
Because I'm turning into Joe Biden. <laughs> and number two is... Well, uh, number two is something they don't have a problem with. <laughs> <laughs> number number two is going to be... Uh, uh, anyway. Bye, <laughs> Biden. Yeah, well, anyway. That does, I mean, that's pretty accurate, correct? You, you, can e- you can email us at info at common man's common sense. Stanley Hudson. Subject line, Stanley Hudson complaints. Yeah, so this is a, uh, which I think it took till April to figure out what, uh, who it was that shot Ashley Babbitt. They finally, I think they released this guy's name back in April. It's Michael Bird, um, and he's a member of the Capitol Police. So they, uh, they finally released his name back in April, and he, um, they did an internal investigation on him, the Capitol Police, which the Capitol Police determined that the Capitol Police did nothing wrong, yeah. um, is basically how that investigation went. And this guy, um, he did an interview with Lester Holt, which it's a softball interview, obviously, with Lester Holt. And this guy sits up, you know, Lester sits there and uh, sops up everything this guy's saying, you know, with a biscuit. So, but this is a little snippet uh, of this Michael Bird being interviewed. And I spent countless years and preparing for such a moment. You ultimately hope that moment never occurs, but you prepare as best you can. I know that day I saved countless lives. I know members of Congress, as well as my fellow officers and staff, were in jeopardy and in serious danger. And that's my job. You were in... So he he went back to his training. Um, man, he saved countless lives by shooting an unarmed woman. So, because all of those people that the protesters killed on January 6th, which summed up to absolutely none. Zero. So the only person that was killed was an unarmed woman. So about 130, a, a, a veteran, a military veteran. Yes. You didn't save anyone. No. And, and I, I mean, I don't have a lot to say. This just sickens me, man. That, 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 mm. that's, just, that's just garbage, man. What a, what a fraud. And, and to let that guy off the hook and not state the obvious 130 pound unarmed woman. And, not to mention there was, uh, I guess, uh, some sort of a tactical team directly in the stairwell directly behind her. Um, I, uh, I, I don't know. I, I got nothing nice to say. It's just I, – I, it's that's hard to process for me that how this dude's not when, – when Why it took that long? Why Why was it that – Derek you know, Chauvin. Derek Chauvin, yes. Was arrested. How, how – you know Well, I mean? his name was released almost immediately. Yeah. So it took months to even figure out who this person was. Yeah. So, and the thing is, like, if if BLM is truly worried about cops, you know, unjustified shootings and whatnot, like, not. that, yeah, they would have been standing out in the streets of D.C., you know, just burning stuff down because, you know, this, well, this th- cop shot an unarmed female. I think that Black Lives Matter is more fixated on the one of the founding members having multiple million-dollar homes. I think that it's a grift, and people have been race grifting for a long, long time, and that's just the newest thing. But 
yes, to if if this had been an unarmed 120 pound or so black female shot by a white officer under similar circumstances at a Black Lives Matter event, I can't even. It, it boggles my mind how big of a story this would be. This is this is just such a terrible thing and. I don't know, man. I, 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 I got nothing to say about it, dude. It just pisses me off. I can't even process it. Like, what, what a scumbag! Like, I, all I can say is, dude, you're a scumbag. That's, that's I mean, I don't have, I don't have anything to really break it down. My brother, could, and I think he actually spoke a little bit to it when he was here, but he's a professor in this in in this subject. That affected him probably more so than it did me because he's in law enforcement and and that, and he can break it down seven ways from Sunday. Actually, he sent me an exchange between him. He, he does a lot of, uh, not a lot, but he's, he participates in some uh, law enforcement forums. And there there's some members of law enforcement that are on this forum that, that side with that guy. But my brother is really, really good from a legal, every, pretty much every aspect of breaking it down. And, and I, I don't know. I, so I was reading some of his latest stuff on that. And, man, it's just, it's kind of overwhelming to me. Like the, what this that's a trash human being. You had no business there. Prior to this, several years ago, he had left a loaded uh, service weapon unattended in a bathroom. He forgot it and left it there. And they need to do an internal review for this. And again, obviously, we need a, an outside investigation, an, an impartial investigation. That I, I, other than that, man, you're just a you're just a bag of crap. I don't, I don't Which I don't know that any charges were ever filed <clears throat> on him. Yes, not to my knowledge. I don't think so either. No. And and trying to just think of a little bit different scenario, like variation, if 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 Democrats had thought that Trump had stolen the election from Biden, and and she was a, a Biden supporter, you would you would have a different reaction from the mainstream media. Yeah, because the, and and just like I said before, the the left doesn't care about police or anybody blacks, and unless they can use you. And they hate police officers. They want to fund the police. The police suck, except for him. He's good. Dolan, I think it was, the, the useless shill, the Black Lives Matter shill that was at the January 6th committee hearing we covered. Mm-hmm. A shill. He's good. That's a good guy. He's a good cop. All the, like, so, and just like, I guarantee you, just like the guy down the street that's identical to the, to, to the teacher, the male teacher we just covered, that guy had ACAB, A-C-A-B, all cops are bastard, emblazoned on. That's like their big thing, like the Antifa phrase, all cops are bastards. Unless they kill a 120-pound female veteran Trump supporter, then they they kick ass. Or if they lie about having the N-word hurled at them. And and I, I can assure you, and I think we talked about it on that particular show, that there was no language like that amongst the million people that – do we were we were there like that language was not being used by anyone at any time that's not that that's not the language of trump supporters it's just not especially the ones that were there um like you you might have a rural redneck that talks like that that happened to vote for trump or not vote for trump and, and say they support trump and perhaps that's a trump sticker but that's not emblematic of the trump supporters that we saw at that event keep sitting down man that's all i can say dude and like this let's keep on happening what a, what a dirt bag! I, that's all I can say. Lastly, for the evening, we've got one on Breitbart. Um, Hans von Spakovsky, say that three times fast. Missing ballots in three states exceed Joe Biden's victory margin. 
that name I just said, manager of the Heritage Foundation's Election Law Reform Initiative and senior legal fellow of the Mies Center for Legal and Judicial Studies, said President Joe Biden's margins of victory in Arizona, Nevada, and Wisconsin in the 2020 presidential election were narrower than the state's respective totals for unaccounted for ballots. Biden's victory margin of victory in Wisconsin was approximately 20,000 votes, despite the number of missing or undeliverable in the ballots missing or undeliverable rather in the state, accounting to 83,000. They noted, remember the margin of victory in Wisconsin was only 20,000 votes, and that basically 82,000 ballots were either lost, undeliverable, or we reject or were rejected. Said Spakovsky. Spakovsky. 80,000? 82,000 were either lost or undeliverable or were rejected. That's four times the margin of victory. Those are the numbers that the Wisconsin Election Commission itself reported to the U.S. Election Assistance Commission, he added. Spakovsky shared details of the unaccounted for ballots from a daily a daily signal report. The Wisconsin Election Commission says 6,500 absentee ballots they mailed out were sent back by the Postal Service is undeliverable. 3,000 ballots that came back were rejected. They don't say why, but usually a ballot is rejected because, for example, the signature doesn't match, indicating it may have been a fraudulent ballot, he remarked. Wisconsin authorities cannot account for 76,000 ballots. They don't even know what happened to them, he said. In other words, voters requested an absentee ballot or Wisconsin officials simply decided in some places in Wisconsin to simply mail out absentee ballots to everybody and the ballot never came back, so it's unaccounted for. These are the official numbers of the election commission, and we don't know what happened to them. We don't know if the ballots got lost or if they were stolen and somebody didn't get to vote. This didn't just happen in Wisconsin. The margin of victory in Arizona for Joe Biden was a little over 10,000 votes. Maricopa County alone has admitted that they sent 110,000 mail-in or absentee ballots to what turned out to be the wrong addresses, he continued. They were labeled in return as undeliverable by the the Postal Service, he added. Same thing in Nevada. Clark Clark County sent out something like 93,000 mail-in ballots that were unaccounted for. In other words, they mailed it out and it never came back. We don't know what happened to them. And remember, the margin of victory in the entire state was only a little over 33,000 ballots. There were, are literally tens of thousands of ballots out there floating around, and we don't know what happened to them, he concluded. The Public Interest Legal Foundation reported that approximately 15 million mail ballots were unaccounted for in the 2020 election. Um, obviously, I, I don't have a lot to add. but Well, and, and that's a thing, dude, and that's which... And everybody knows, and if you don't know and haven't figured it out by now, the mail-in ballot stuff is an absolute joke. It's it's riddled with fraud. And we saw, we talked about a story last week. This guy's passed out in a parking lot. He's got hundreds of ballots in his car. He's a convicted felon. He's got, you know, gun, drugs, all of that stuff. Like, it's riddled with just – it's it's a, not a secure way to do it. Sure. And the thing is, like, which – We've got to get people in there in in office to either get rid of some of these laws that that you know we cannot have mail in ballots in twenty twenty two or twenty twenty four because that and the thing is the way they're gonna try and do it and they've already started is Delta variant mm-hmm. like they're going to ride this as long as they possibly can and and like that that's the plan I mean would you agree absolutely. Yeah. We got videos posted on Rumble. We're going to do some short shorts on on Rumble. So, if so, basically we're going to do shorts on there, and then we may post. We do have some full episodes on there. So, if someone that you know 
doesn't have a podcast app and, and you want to send them a link, you can go to Rumble, take that link and send it to whoever. And you can do that with the, the shorts through the podcast or through a Rumble link so you, people can use it through an internet browser. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, don't forget, call in. I say call in. We're going to have that number next week. But don't forget, email us. Info, sure. common man's common sense. We'd love to schedule a call in, no matter what side of the fence you're on. Yeah, and if nobody calls in, I'll just have to do a fake call in. Like, it'll be me. You know, like Project Veritas, be brave, do something. Dude, I mean, and that's profound, man. Like that that's yeah, a great that. I was focused on that yeah. when you were playing that video. Yeah, that's a that's a uh, that that's a phenomenal tagline for that guy. That dude's a true patriot and he's a true journalist, man. He's he's a hardcore guy. And uh, that dude's doing he's doing a ton of heavy lifting. And look, I don't I don't get a single penny from this show or saying anything about Project Veritas, but I donate to him. I have a recurring donation and I implore everybody that's listening to this. And look, our listenership is growing. And we're super excited about it. Like I said, this, this idea was just um, kind of a haphazard thing uh, born out of a moment. And um, it's growing more and more. Super exciting for us. Um, it's, but likewise, I don't make any money. I, I, that guy is a, a great – that's a great outfit if you want to, to donate to something and don't know what. That's a perfect place to donate money. Yes, it is. Or buy some swag. Help them that way. Yeah. All right, folks. This is um, This is Friday night. Uh, the bulk of our show was reported on Wednesday, but I felt the need to add this, uh, so I'm calling in remotely to add this on. I thought that it was uh, significant enough to, to do that. Um, this is on Breitbart News, which of in, in and of itself, it's a uh, somewhat of a big deal. They don't really do much with election fraud. The title of the article is exclusive true true the vote conducting massive clandestine voter fraud investigation uh, and uh, so let's begin the article states conservative election integrity group true the vote has been conducting a month-long massive and clandestine voter fraud investigation in the 2020 presidential election the results which the results pardon me which may soon start coming out breitbart news has learned exclusively a document that the group's founder Catherine engelbrecht circulated to prospective donors obtained by Breitbart News details several facets of the investigation, which centers on the group describes as the collection of cell phone GPS ping data in key election hotspots around the country, including Georgia, Arizona, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Michigan. All states, obviously, we're very, very familiar with the things that transpired there. <clears throat> when reached and asked to comment on the forthcoming investigation, Engelbrecht confirmed the authenticity of the document and its contents, but declined further comment at this time. The document says that True the Vote has spent the last several months since late last year collecting more than 27 terabytes of geospatial and temporal data, a total of 10 million, I'm sorry, 10 trillion cell phone pings October 1 and November 6 in targeted areas in Georgia, Arizona, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Texas. The data includes geofence points of interest like ballot drop box locations as well as UPS stores and select governmental, commercial, and non-governmental organization facilities. Quote, from this, from this we have thus far developed precise patterns of life for 242 suspected ballot traffickers in Georgia and 202 traffickers in Arizona, through the votes document says. According to the data, each trafficker went to an average of 23 ballot drop boxes. In other words, what the document says is that True the Vote was able to take cell phone ping data on a mass wide scale and piece together that several people 
suspected ballot harvesters were making multiple trips to multiple drop boxes, raising potential legal questions in a number of these states. From there, the document continues. True the Vote gathered surveillance video on the drop boxes in Georgia and is attempting to gather similar surveillance video from other states. The document states that True the Vote has obtained one full petabyte, whatever that, I'm assuming that's bigger than a terabyte. Yeah of surveillance footage on Dropboxes, 2 million minutes of video, which it says is broken into 73,000 individual video files. The group is expected to begin releasing some of these videos, which purportedly show the same people going multiple times to the same Dropboxes in the coming weeks. Quote, we are building out video stories and have compiled videos of individuals stuffing ballot Dropboxes with stacks of ballots, individual depositing ballots in multiple Dropboxes, unauthorized coordination between government workers engaged in the exchange of ballots and several other tranches of video that capture unusual patterns such as the wearing of gloves to deposit ballots, taking pictures of ballot deposits, etc. True the Vote's document says. As for the states other than Georgia, True the Vote's document says that the status of such surveillance video is as of now unclear. Quote, video availability in other states is undetermined. Open records requests submitted consistently since January continue to be met with conflicting communications installed, True the Vote's document says. The group says also that it has at least three teams of analysts combing through the raw data and the surveillance videos seeking out individual stories and other trends, and, it, and that it has been in contact with federal and state law enforcement in various states on what it has found and determined already. There are, there are several reasons why this revelation about True the Vote's effort is significant. First and foremost, these revelations come amid several ongoing so-called, quote, audits in a number of states like Arizona nationally. The results of Arizona audit are imminently expected and other efforts by some allies of former President Donald Trump continue the push for illuminating what happened in the 2020 presidential election. Most of the aforementioned have either not been fruitful or perhaps have even damaged the former president's calls by either not being factual or by being incomplete in their nature, which that's Breitbart referencing the Arizona audit, or for other reasons which cast doubt on their credibility, which I, I disagree with Breitbart specifically on on the instance that the um, I think the uh, Arizona audit is going to be really devastating, and there's also uh, people involved in the audit that have this week um, said that it's worse than, than anybody thinks it's going to be, that it's really, really bad. Uh, but continuing, the self-described effort from True the Vote would change the discussion of providing proof complete with cell phone data and surveillance video of allegedly illegal activity that could lead to much more drastic action by law enforcement or political leaders in these various states. These revelations could be coming amid a renewed push from national Democrats from Washington, D.C. to pass some form of another of a federal election takeover plan, whether it be H.R. 1, S. 1, or new push for the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, which was H.R. 4 in the last Congress. So far this year, such efforts by Democrats have failed and stalled out in the evenly divided U.S. Senate as the filibuster has prevented their passage. And this is directly from the truthevote.org, their, their website. And so you have a... a on their homepage, quite a few bullet points that go into more specificity about the things that we just discussed in that article and under their header, what comes next. Um, to date, law enforcement has not taken action. Make no mistake, what we have found will be made known. If law enforcement doesn't initiate investigations, we have plans to release all data, all video publicly. So that's where we are. This is a massive undertaking and it continues. Once all six states are completed to the best of our ability, and if at that point law enforcement still has not acted, we will publicly release it all. How long will that take? Hard to say. We could release what we have now, and we may. 
But if it serves the greater good to hold on a while longer, then that's the option we will take. One way or another, or another, ballot trafficking will soon be exposed on a massive scale. The question is, what will Americans do about it? Many improvements must be made, but in the end, they all start with you and with me. We, each of us, as citizens. Each of us must invest time and attention in elections. Where to begin? Well, we know that bloated, inaccurate voter rolls are the fuel used to fire criminal manipulations of the process. So you can start by helping your county clean up its voter rolls. And it goes on. We built an app, automate citizen-led voter roll cleanup efforts called IV3. The plan was launched this week, but we've pushed it out a few more days to first share all the above information with you, X, Y, and Z. So that's something that I, I would implore our listeners to do, truthevote.org. Take a look at it, see what they have. If these, We'll see what happens when they release it, and I'll, I'll bite my tongue on that. I just wanted to do this as kind of an uh, amendment to the show from Wednesday. I thought it was that significant enough. Um, a ton of news just since we're recording Wednesday. I could go on and on and on, but since we're just doing this mogul, I'll leave it at that. So please, everyone, check out truthevote.org. One thing I would like to ask the listeners as well, uh, we've been taken into consideration because the, the uh, news moves so fast, and I already have a, a massive list of things that we've compiled that we'll potentially cover on the next show. But obviously, because of time constraints, we have to filter and break down and, and toss some things out that kind of lose relevancy to other more current issues in just a few days' time. What would people think about more content? What format would you like to, to see it or hear it on? And, and how frequently? Um, please email us if you have any suggestions, any ideas, what you would like. We, the listenership continues to grow, so there's plenty of people listening. If, by all means, uh, we're still a, a small operation, four regular guys, totally open to suggestions. Info at commonsense.com. Please let us know what you think and, and any ideas that you have. We would appreciate it. Sing along with the common people. Sing along, and it might just get you through. 